Hello and welcome to Minor Divergent Mind. My name is Noel, and today we're going to be talking about change. So, it's January 2023. Um, it's the start of the second semester of the school year. So it's pretty much the perfect time to talk about change. Um, I have big issues with change. It It can be very difficult for me because if I'm not the one making the change then I can get very in my head about it I overthink it I immediately hate it because I didn't make the change and that's something I've been working on that's something that I am doing better at but Everything, everything's still a work in progress. I know that it'll take a while before I'm truly better enough to be able to handle change as well as other people do. One thing changing can throw off my whole day. I can be in a good mood, something off happens, and the rest of my day, I'm just out of it. Especially if I'm having a bad time mentally. Um, I remember one time I, I just had been so stressed out with like medical stuff, with school, with SAT prep, which I've started. And during lunch, like I didn't have enough food in my lunchbox because I was starving the whole day and I opened it and there were only two things that I liked in there and I just start like burst into tears and went nonverbal. It was a very scary moment. I couldn't make myself talk no matter how hard I tried. It was absolutely horrifying. I couldn't communicate with my best friend or my ex-boyfriend. I I was just sitting there trying to stop crying and just like trying to make myself speak. And I couldn't. And that really showed how powerless I felt in that moment. Where I felt so powerless that my mind took away my ability to speak I don't really know how going nonverbal works but just all of the like little things the little changes built up and then one little change set me off and I just I shut down and it took like 20 minutes for me to be able to calm down and stop crying and be able to speak again. It was a terrifying experience and I definitely don't want to go through it again, but since it, I mean, this is the first time it's ever happened, but since it has happened, that means that it could happen again, which that's one thing that worries me is the fact that I started 
that I was able to go nonverbal means that I might start having panic attacks again, which I haven't had a panic attack in about a year, give or take, maybe. So all this change has hasn't been really good for me. I've been trying to embrace it, but it's so much change at once that it's really stressful. And I need to rely on the things that I consistently have and my self-soothing um, activities like painting and reading and knitting. I've been knitting a lot of scarves lately. They're the only things I know how to knit. And um, so that's what takes up a lot of my I need to calm down time is knitting. And, oh, one sec, I'm going to step away for a little bit. Okay, so there is this author that I absolutely love named Allie Brosh. And she made a short little, like, book that was like a graphic novel. And it was called Hyperbole and a Half. And that was, like, a few years ago or something. And then she completely disappeared because of, like, mental health issues and medical issues, I think. And then recently, um, when was this book released? Well, recently, I think it had to be, like, this year, maybe last year. Um, oh, yeah, it was, um, 2020, so two years three well i mean two years ago because we just started 2023 so about like around three years question mark i don't know but it's called solutions and other problems and i am just like whenever i feel stressed and like i don't have any control about all the changes going on it's really comforting and relaxing to read her book just knowing that she went through so much stress hearing about her experiences it's like it allows you to relate a little bit and she is so funny I love her she is an amazing author probably one of my favorites I would recommend both of her books to anyone I meet they're just really relatable hilarious and like (laughs) like pretty insightful she has some like really deep stuff in there um like she talks about how um her sister died and about medical issues that she was going through and I think a little bit about her ex-husband and solutions and other problems. I haven't finished the book yet, but from where I've gotten, she's talked about her sister dying and how it affected her and everything. And she's able to make these situations that really affected her poorly into like funny uh, life lessons that are, like, relatable to people. I 
I can definitely relate to her stuff about her sister. I mean, my uncle died last year, and Allie Brosh was talking about how she didn't really get to say goodbye to her sister, and it had been, like, a while since she saw her sister, and then her sister's just dead, and she didn't get to say goodbye. And I really felt that. That was very... I could really relate to that. I find this book a great comfort when I'm feeling really stressed about changes going on in my life. Because it really shows me that other people can struggle just like I do. And it shows me that adults can struggle just like I do. So it's, it's a really good read and it's a really good comfort object. One change that I'm trying to get used to is my work schedule. I work at Walgreens, and I used to start at 8.30 on Saturdays, but now they changed it to 8.45. And I was like, that's not that big of a difference, but I had already gotten my pattern down. I knew how much time it would take to get there, and then it just completely changed. Just those that extra 15 minutes, I was like, what do I do with this time? Do I get to sleep in? Like, what if I sleep in, and then I'm not ready in time, and I slept in too much, and then I'm late to work? Like, that's what change does to me. It makes me overthink and completely curl up in a ball inside of my head where I'm just like rocking back and forth saying but but what about this what what if this happens what if that (laughs) I like completely just get in my head about it which isn't a healthy response and it doesn't help you problem solve or get used to the change or try and do anything to fix the change So, I'm really trying to adjust to that right now, um, and (laughs) newly single life, that's something to definitely adjust to. I mean, for a whole year, I've been someone's partner, and then it just wasn't worth it anymore, and I had to decide that. I was going to admit that it was over. And now I just I mean when I admit when I know something is over, then it takes me pretty quick like not a lot of time to get over it. So all I had to do was admit it and then it's over and It takes, like, a day because I've already processed it, which I'm trying to work on, too, because I, you know, it works for me, but I don't know if that's necessarily a healthy way to process your emotions. 
but I think, I think it's healthy. I'm not quite sure. I, I talked to my therapist about it, and she didn't say anything was bad about how I processed the relationship, and it's just my timeline of knowing it was over was, um, further back than his timeline was, so I had more time to process the fact and admit it, so of course I'd be over it sooner, but it's hard not to feel guilty about that and feel like it's wrong to be over things already, but I'm gonna try and work on that too. Anyways, that completely trailed off, but it's a big change to go from being someone's partner for a whole year of your life to being single, you know, and there's a lot of the thoughts of, will anyone at my school date a non-binary person? Like, I know there's a lot of queer people who would, but I'm, you know, with my bisexuality, I have moments of time where I'm more attracted to men than I'm attracted to women, or when I'm more attracted to non-binary people than I am to men. It's just this sort of always changing ratio of, um, like, my mind's attraction bias, and right now, I'm I'm really into men, uh, and I don't think a lot of the guys at my school are interested in a non-binary person, you know? There's a lot of hillbillies and farm boys and, like, Christians and Mormons, and I don't want to deal with that. Like, I'm not going to date, <laughs> I'm not going to date a conservative because someone who lives on the farm life is going to be raised with conservative ideals by their parents. Like, agriculture and farming is a very, um like, conservative-dominated group of people. So, when you see someone in, like, a... (laughs) in, like, camo and uh, cowboy boots, you think, oh, that person is gonna call me a slur. At least when you're queer, you think... That person is not attracted to me. That person thinks, um, I can't say that word. (laughs) Well, I mean, I can, but I don't want to say it on a podcast. But, like, that, like, I've been called slurs. I've been called the F slur. I've been called, um, I've been asked, like, uh, if I'm a boy, like, but in a mocking way, where it was like, 
are you both boys or is one of you a girl? That got yelled after me and my ex-boyfriend when we were walking. Um, I really liked how he handled it, though. He said, um, he said, why don't you come over and find out? And I just, like, that's what I want. I want something like that, but I want someone who can spend time with me. And that's another thing with change. I'm going to have to get used to this free time. You know, him and I didn't hang out a lot, but like Sundays were when we started hanging out more after he finished work and that's not going to happen anymore. And Fridays after school, during the 15 minutes before he had to catch his bus, he would come over. And I'm going to miss those little things. But in the end, I'm happy about that change. About the change that I will get to find someone who can give me the the quality time I deserve. And that's a change that I made. And that I am very proud that I did. And I hope that I will be able to make... And I hope that my life will be able to change where I'll be able to find someone who can give me the quality time I need. Because, um... (laughs) Well, this is a little embarrassing uh, to say. But I like to think of myself as a bit of a hopeless romantic. Um, I have tons of romance books... And they're super cheesy, super adorable. And I I want that. I want something cheesy and adorable. And just filled with love and passion. And, you know, I'm nervous that this change of being new, of being single, will lead to nothing. No more change and I'll just be single for the rest of high school which (laughs) isn't something that I want to happen but it's something that I have to face even though I was scared of the change of going from a relationship to single while being at Tahoma I did it anyways which is I'm very proud of I'm very proud that I took that leap and I will learn to be happy being single and I don't know being in a relationship with someone new I I hope I can find someone at the school who who wants to change with me (laughs) Oh, that, wait, that sounded a little wrong. Uh, someone who can change my life for the better. And someone who can I can change for the better. I want someone who we improve together. We don't rely on each other for, for our own, like, self-improval, though. Where we're allowed to motivate each other, but we aren't each other's only motivators. I want that. I want... I just want to support somebody. Really. I want to support somebody romantically. And I want to cuddle. (laughs) So. I mean it also wouldn't hurt to have somebody to study AP environmental science with. I mean. (laughs) 
<laughs> that class is killing me. I mean, not really. I uh, I had a B plus for last semester. That's another thing that I'm bad about. Grade changes. I had an A minus all semester. And then she graded a bunch of shit at the end of the semester. And bam, I'm down to a B plus. So, I'm not very good with grade changes because it really freaks me out and sends me into panic mode and it like grades are very stressful for me and I need to find ways to help myself calm down in the moment when I see a bad grade in the um like grading system soft uh skyward yeah when i see the oh shit my dad's gonna kill me grade (laughs) then i need to learn how to calm down process it think through how i'm gonna get that fixed and i need to learn to communicate like i another change i need is to learn to communicate that i have a missing uh, missing assignment I know why it's missing, I know that it's missing, I'm letting him know that it's missing, and I'm letting him know what I'm going to do to make it not missing. I definitely, I definitely need to change how I, um, how I process missing assignments and how I deal with that. And procrastination. I procrastinate so fucking much. Uh, it's a real flaw of mine. I, and I'm working way harder on it. And I actually, I've gotten so much better. I get my math homework done the day it's due and turned in. I mean, like, I'm really pushing myself to change for the better. And to change how I want to change and not how other people want me to change. And I'm really excited for what's to come next for me. Because I'm just... I'm happy for life. And I'm happy for the improvements that I want to make. So, um, I guess since it's been like 22 minutes... Um, that's long enough. I don't, I'm not too good at talking for, like, hours on end, because I can get tired of my own voice pretty easily. (laughs) Uh, I actually don't listen back on these episodes after I record them, because I don't like the sound of my own voice. I don't like hearing it. But, um, I think this is long enough. I think this episode turned out good. And I'm really happy for the change I'm going to be making of trying to be more punctual on recording my episodes and putting them out. (laughs) So I hope you like this episode. I hope you stay tuned for more. And our next episode will be about overstimulation and sensory reactions. I hope you stick around. Bye!